This is the Empowered Athlete Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the one and only Natty Boss, lifelong athlete, sports dietitian, breathwork facilitator, personal development junkie, and holistic performance coach. This podcast is here to change the paradigm of what it means to be a high-performance athlete. The intention and mission of this podcast is to help you create freedom, clarity, and balance in your life while giving you the tools to heal yourself, improve your well-being, and optimize performance. I believe that in order to reach our highest potential in this human experience, we must unlearn and let go of everything we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves and the world so that we can truly tap into what our divine path is and have the courage to pursue the curriculum of our soul. It's my hope that after every episode, you feel activated and empowered to make change in your life that supports you in operating from a place of alignment of who you're meant to be. Get ready for major shifts and transformation. It's time to dive in. What's up? Welcome back to the Empowered Athlete Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be covering part two of our Navigating the Holidays series, and we're going to be focusing on the food edition, nutrition, food, and how to feel empowered and confident in how to approach nutrition around the holidays. This is one of my favorite things to talk about because honestly, it's not anything crazy. It's not anything esoteric. It's really easy. And these tips can be easily applied in your life and you'll be able to enjoy the holidays, enjoy the food that the holidays has to offer and still work on prioritizing whatever goals you have. So let's dive in. I wanna share with you five specific tips in navigating the holidays when it comes to food. So the first is, surprise, surprise, focus on balance. So what I mean by that is when it comes to your plate itself, focus on integrating the four main food groups that I often talk about that are part of the balanced meal guidelines, which are protein, carbs, fat, and fiber, which I often say come in the form of the vegetables. So like leafy greens, low carbohydrate fiber um, vegetables. Okay, so focusing on balance of your plate. What does this look like? So if you're navigating Thanksgiving that's coming up or Christmas coming up, there can be very high carb heavy foods. So when you look at your plate, I want you to assess what food groups do I have on my plate? Really that easy. And if you notice that everything that you have is a carb source, well, you can definitely be prepared to feel probably a little sluggish, probably a little slow, probably a little bloated. And so it's not that you can't have any of those foods, but how can I add more balance? So do I have a protein source? Where is my vegetable? All of these tips are going to help you in being able to create this balance um, that I'm going to share with you. So just be mindful that we're going to be diving into a few things, but just to know that Balance is really important. Now, there's also balance throughout your day. One of the biggest things that people do because the holidays are coming up or they're about to go have a feast is, number one, they starve themselves essentially or they eat very minimal so that they can gorge around the holiday dinner, lunch, whatever it is. This is the wrong approach. We do not want to get into this habit of restricting and then binging so that we can enjoy everything, okay? We really want to get out of that habit. And so the first thing is to maybe take away the mindset of feast, right? Because that's something we often think about, Thanksgiving feast, you know, big Christmas 
dinner or whatever it is. But like when we think of feast, we think of gorging ourselves, right? But we don't really think about the aftermath, which is, oh God, I'm not really going to feel that well. I'm going to feel bloated. I'm going to want to take a nap. I'm not going to feel like connecting with people. I'm really going to feel like crap. And the holidays don't have to be that way. You can still feel energized. You can still feel good after eating all of the decadent foods that the various holidays have to offer. And so focusing on balance of your meals is going to be important, but then also balance throughout the day. So if you are eating, say, dinner at 5 p.m., right, still focus on eating a breakfast and a lunch. We want to still provide our body with the nutrients it needs so that when we do get to dinner, we're not ravenous, we're not hangry, and therefore, of course, we're going to overeat. We're going to eat a normal amount because we've actually supplied our body with the nutrients it needs, the sustenance that it needs leading up to that dinner. So don't starve yourself, you know, because you're preparing to eat a whole bunch of food. You can always take extra food home for leftovers and things like that, but you don't have to shove it all like it's the last day on earth. So tip number one is focus on balance. And there's, again, balance in two ways. Balance on your plate itself, focusing on the four food groups, and then balance throughout the day. So we're not tipping that scale, you know, where we're only eating at night or the the meal and we're not eating throughout the rest of the day because we're trying to compensate for that big meal that we had or we feel guilty after eating it. So we're like, well, if my, say sometimes, you know, the meals can be at 12, so maybe it's a lunchtime meal, you know, the other approach that people will do is, well, I ate at lunch, I stuffed myself completely, so I'm not going to eat anything for dinner. Absolutely not. We don't want to get into that habit again of this idea of restricting and then binging or just eating only one big meal and then not the rest of the day. The body likes rhythm. The body wants predictability. Stick to a rhythm, stick to a schedule, okay? And you can create that schedule for yourself. If you know in advance, which most of us do, we'll know in advance when the big meal or dinner or lunch, whatever it is, is going to be. We'll get a text or call from our family and say 12 is when we're all gathering together. Okay. So if you know that, then you can plan accordingly. If you know that it's at six o'clock, you can plan accordingly. So knowing that puts the power in your control. And then what you do with that is up to you. So this is something that cannot be overlooked, cannot be ignored. And this will really just ultimately help you feel better during the holidays physically, because you're not going to feel overstuffed. You're not going to feel gross, right? And then all those negative thoughts usually pour in because we're like, well, I know I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have overeaten. Now what's my weight going to be tomorrow? And now I have to make up for it and exercise double tomorrow. That's an unhealthy mindset, a toxic mindset around food, your body, and It can be perpetuated in the holidays, but it doesn't have to be if you approach it from this lens of balance to start and recognize that you can have all of the foods, but just focus on balance and just focus on the different food groups, including them. And it really gets to be that simple. The second tip, which is may help with the balance aspect, is potentially bring your own dishes if that's an option. So for instance, if you're traveling out of state and you're flying in, depending on maybe if you got an Airbnb, maybe you can bring a dish and make something at the Airbnb. But if that's just not available to you, then what I'm going to say to you is do the best you can with what you have. Okay. Do the best you can with what you have, what's available, and then just let it go. Don't focus on the fact that you weren't able to create balance and then create that extra layer of stress for yourself. Focus on doing what you can with what you have and then recognize that you'll get back into the swing of things when you get back, right? So you have to work with what you have, have that adaptable mindset. 
so that you're not stressing yourself around things that are not in your control. Okay. But there are things, I think there's always a way we can bring some element in our control so that we feel empowered when it comes to food. And so I want to share the other two options. So if that's you, maybe you're flying in, you don't really have an Airbnb, maybe you're at a hotel that doesn't have that, you just have a small mini fridge. You know, one thing you can do is maybe you bring a different dish, you go to the grocery store and you bring something that maybe you want to prepare at your place. Again, it all depends on many variables. If you're at a friend's house, maybe you're not going to cook a meal or a dish there. But if you're at your family's house, maybe you can come early and say, hey, I want to like spend time with the family and I'm going to cook a dish that we're going to add to the dinner right? So you can also make that an option. You absolutely can. Um, The other option is if you do have the luxury of coming from your house to wherever it is, then prepare a dish to bring. Now, what I would recommend is two things. Maybe assess and survey, ask some of the family members or whoever's hosting the event, you know, what are the dishes that are going to be present? This will give you an idea of the food groups of what's going to be present. If they say there's going to be potatoes and macaroni salad and stuffing and cranberries, you're going to be like, okay, well, that's all carbs. So not that that's bad by any means, but knowing that I have some element of control because I can contribute, maybe I make a vegetable dish that I can bring so that I know that I have that available for myself. Even if nobody else eats it, I'm going to feel comfortable knowing that I have this so that I can create balance for myself. So I'm not going to feel victim to what's there, but I'm actually taking empowered action by bringing it myself so that I can't use that as an out. I can't use that as an excuse. This is something I did all the time because like I said in last week's episode, there was always things laden with milk or meat growing up in my household because we are from Italian and Polish background. So I would bring healthier options for myself. And if other people wanted to eat them, I'd be more than thrilled to share it with them. But I did it mainly for myself because I wanted to feel confident. I wanted to eat. You know, it's not that, you know, I couldn't, I was only opting to eat like a salad. It's more so like because it went against my principles, things like having literal meat if every dish had meat in it, then I was literally not having an option to eat and which was not what I wanted, never what I wanted to do. So I would have to really be proactive in bringing what I wanted to bring so that I wasn't resorted to just eating a salad because I don't want to just eat a salad when I'm at a event, you know, or a holiday, I want to be able to enjoy food. And if nobody else considers me, I need to consider myself and I can't, you know, I can encourage and maybe recommend and suggest that, you know, this is my way of eating. If there's a dish available that could honor that, it'd be awesome. But, you know, I can't control other people's actions. So all I can do is control my own action. And I set myself up for success by bringing dishes that I'm going to eat that are going to support my values and the goals that I'm working on. So tip number two is bring your own dishes. Again, oftentimes this might be a vegetable, maybe it's a protein dish, because those are probably... I would say veggies are number one, the biggest thing missing from holidays versus protein, because generally that would be the center, you know, whether it's ham or turkey, um, fish. So sometimes protein is available. But again, if you are limited because you're vegan or vegetarian, those are things to consider for yourself. So maybe bringing some dishes so that you can still be a part of the experience and have an enjoyable experience of the holidays and not feel like you have to just eat 
carrot sticks because there's literally no other option for you. That's going to make your time miserable and you're really not going to enjoy your experience of the holidays, which is not what it's about. It's about connection. It's about joy. It's about excitement coming together. And I want you to have a positive experience with that. So the best way to do that is to bring your own dishes and, you know, think of it from this perspective too. A lot of dishes are very just customized, custom. So they're just every single year, the same dish. So what you get to do is you actually get to expand potentially palates of other people and introduce them to something else. Maybe you are on a health journey. Nobody else is. And you get to share what you're doing with other people, which opens the door, opens the curiosity for other people to be like, wow, I never even thought of this as a dish, or I never thought about eating this vegetable. I never liked this vegetable before, but somehow I like it in your dish. And then we get to contribute to society in that way by kind of leading the way, leading by example and not dimming ourselves, making ourselves small, being afraid to share what we have to offer to other people because everybody else is doing something different. I really challenge the opposite. I challenge you to say, no, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to own it. And I'm going to actually lead the way, present this for other people. And if other people like it, then that's awesome because maybe I help them in, you know, changing their mindset a little bit about how to view nutrition, right? Or how to view food. Or maybe, you know, I expanded their palate in a way where they never thought of before. They never were challenged in that way before, right? So maybe this is something that is just unique to me. I don't know. Feel free to let me know. But because I'm a dietitian, I really view it from that mindset, you know, that it's up, it's up to me in some way as a responsibility to, you know, use that vehicle of the holiday as an opportunity for me to bring delicious meals, but present them in a different way to open other people's minds. And that's particularly what I do being a dietitian with my mission of increasing the health and longevity in the world. It's like my subliminal message, but I don't, I really don't see why you can't do it either. Um, obviously I think that we can all have that capacity to do that. You don't have to be a dietitian to do that but just a little bit of the way my mind is working. So the third tip is one of my favorites, and this is the plant, uh, the plate sampling approach. So this is how you get to have it all without feeling overstuffed. So this is literally like thinking you have your plate, even get a large plate, go ahead, girl, go for it. Okay. Get a large plate. I know I'm getting a large plate. I don't go rinky dink plates. I get my large plate, but what I do is for the foods that are available, to my particular taste and lifestyle being vegan, I'm going to take everything that I want to eat, everything that I want to eat, and I'm going to put sample size of that amount, portion size, so sample portion size of that on my plate. This, and this is including all of it. So if it's sweets, if it's proteins, if it's vegetables, obviously focusing again on tip number one, which is balance, I'm still focusing on, okay, mentally I'm making a note of, having all of that balance and not because I'm following a food rule. I want to make this point real quick, not because I'm following a food rule or I'm creating this box that I have to live in, but why do I do it? Why do I focus on balance? It is not to be in a food rule or a box. It's because when I eat balanced, I feel my best. When I feel my best, I show up my best. That is the mindset we need to have. Okay. So that's my little aside going back to the plant plate sampling approach. I don't know why I keep wanting to say plant <laughs> plate sampling approach. So 
with that mindset of, I know that balanced meals are going to make me feel my best. So then I look at all the food groups, make sure I have those food groups. And then everything that I want, I make sure that I put on my plate in a way that's like a smaller portion size so I can really enjoy it and taste everything of what people have to offer and not feel like I'm restricting myself. So we don't want to get into the habit of saying, oh, well, I can't have that because that's a carb, but I can have that. And I'm just going to have 10 pounds of that. Allow yourself, which we're going to talk about in deeper detail, because it's going to be one of my tips, but allow yourself to have all of the things that you desire to eat. But just know that when you focus on the portion control, you can have it all and you won't feel gross afterwards, right? So this is a really important tip that is going to change the game for you. Seriously, plate sampling approach. You're going to be able to enjoy it all, which is going to lead to my fourth tip, which is eating with presence. So let's take a pause here. So we talked about the first goal is integrating balance. Now, part of that balance that can be available is going to be potentially you needing to bring your own dishes to kind of balance out what's offered. And then we're using our plate sampling approach to load up our plate. Now, the key here is to eat with presence, meaning don't eat mindfully or I'm sorry, don't eat mindlessly. Okay, so don't just shove the food in your mouth and not taste the food. I want you to slow down with your eating and really taste all of the flavors, the look at the colors, experience the textures, how the mouthfeel is of the pecan pie versus the green beans versus the turkey, whatever it is. Let yourself really enhance the pleasure of food in your mouth and the experience of food in your mouth. Because this is going to, and studies have shown, this improves your satisfaction and your fulfillment with that meal. What does that mean and why is it important? It means that you're going to be more satiated, more satisfied in the meal that you had, which is going to decrease your likelihood of going back for seconds or thirds which is going to prevent potentially overeating, which will help you manage your weight if that's one of your goals over the holidays. Now, if you're still hungry after eating your plate mindfully in presence with presence, then of course you can go back for seconds. It's not that you can't go back for seconds. It's how do I feel in the process when I'm eating? If after I eat my plate, I still feel hungry, load up on what you want using the same approach, eating with presence, and then listen to your body to say, you know what? I'm feeling satisfied. I feel full and I'm going to be done and I'll put my plate down. And if I get hungry later, I can eat later, but I'm going to honor how my body feels right now because I don't want to feel stuffed. I don't want to feel gross. I don't want to feel sluggish or sleepy. And that's my motivation for putting the fork down. Not because I reached a certain amount of calories and I can't eat right? So taking away the numbers around food and just focusing on how does my body feel? Wow, I feel really full, satisfied. I experienced all of the flavors. It was so delicious. It was a mouth bomb, a flavor bomb in my mouth rather, right? So eating with presence is so important when navigating food. So you can really enhance the experience of eating. You guys know I talk about this all the time. It's not just about food as fuel, but it's also the experience of eating 
which is really important. And I talk about this all the time unrelated to holidays because I really believe that every single day when you put food to your mouth, it should be an experience. But it should be even more of an experience during the holidays because that is oftentimes the center of holidays and gatherings is food. So your experience with food should be one that's pleasurable, enjoyable, exciting, not stressful, and anxiety prone. And then the fifth tip for navigating food around the holidays is one of my favorites. And we kind of hinted at this, but I want to expand on it and give it its own spotlight because it's really important, especially coming from somebody who had a disordered eating background. This was one of the biggest things that has shifted my relationship with food and body, as well as our students that have gone through our programs and we've integrated this principle in their lives. And this is permissive language with aligned action. Tip number five is permissive language with aligned action. So I want to share what that means. So permissive language, we're going to break it down, is basically giving yourself permission to eat anything and everything. Again, as long as it's aligned with your goals. So for instance, for me, I can eat everything and anything except a turkey because it's not aligned with my goal being vegan. I don't want to eat meat. I never have a desire to eat meat. So obviously I'm omitting that because it's something I don't desire, not because I'm restricting myself. I'm refraining from something because it's not something that I desire to eat. But knowing that I can eat anything that I choose, that's simply permissive language, giving yourself permission. And this is such a simple concept, but it can be so hard, but also so liberating and so freeing. And it has been for all of our students when we give them this permission they're like, oh my God, I didn't realize that's all it took for me to experience some freedom was to give myself permission. And it's because when we have this experience, I know that you have, as soon as somebody says you can't have something or you tell yourself you can't have something, all of a sudden that desire, that craving amplifies. So to get rid of that phenomenon, all you have to do is say that I can have it. And all of a sudden the craving will most likely decrease because you're saying, oh, well, I can have it. But the question that follows is with aligned action, right? So we have permissive language with aligned action. So what's aligned action? This is an assessment to ask yourself of, is this aligned with the goals that I have for myself? And I'm going to break this down because goals can look different. Goals are not just physical body goals, okay? Goals are also how you feel right? So how do you desire to feel, which we talked about? Like, how do you desire to feel? I want to feel energized after my meal. I don't want to feel sluggish. So then that gets to be your driving force of what you choose. So although you can have anything and although all foods can fit, you still have choice in what you choose. And it's based off the goals that you have. Maybe your goal is to fully embrace all of the food there and really just be able to enjoy the homemade from scratch uh, pumpkin pie that your grandma made. If that's aligned with your goal in that moment, then do it. But one thing I tell people is that whatever it is that you're choosing to do when it comes to food, as soon as you make that decision, own the fuck out of it. Stop backtracking. Stop guilting yourself after the fact. Stop criticizing yourself for the decisions and choices that you made. Because then you just took away the, the whole point of choosing it, right? If you're going to choose pumpkin pie, enjoy it. Let yourself just marinate in it 
and and let it go. Don't eat it and then feel guilty for it afterwards. That literally defeats the purpose of why you would have ate it. You might as well just not eat it at all if you're going to feel guilty about it. So if you're making the decision to eat it because you're like, I want to be a part of this and you know this is my favorite food on the entire planet, then do it. That's still an aligned action because your goal in that moment is to experience maybe the food and the connection and whatever that dish might bring emotionally to you, right? Connected to maybe our grandparents or, you know, tradition or things like that, right? But then there's also other actions and other goals. So maybe, for instance, there's Nogi Worlds coming up. So with Nogi Worlds, you may be a little bit more, you know, strict or intentional with your nutrition because you have to make weight and you're just being mindful of that. So maybe around um, specifically like Thanksgiving, since that's the end of the month and Nogi Worlds is only a couple weeks after that, that is going to make perhaps your decisions. You have to be a little bit more mindful in your decisions, right? So can you still have everything you want? Of course. But maybe you just use that question as a guiding factor. You know, so instead of going back, if you know that you're competing, maybe you can still sample everything. But instead of going back for seconds and you're choosing the things that are not aligned with your goals for making weight for that tournament, then what are some other things you can maybe have as seconds that would be a little bit more supportive towards those performance goals? Right. So this is always just a question that you have. And I hope this is making sense. But again, to kind of reel it in a little bit and summarize, permissive language without a with aligned action, permissive language, you get to have it all. All foods can fit. There are no foods off limits. Really simple. With aligned action is now what are my goals? And will making this decision, is this going to help or hinder my goals? And then whatever decision you make from that, own it. And this is really important, right? So this is the one of the most important things to improve your relationship to food in life, but then also during the holidays where that pressure to eat specific things can be amplified and heightened because of the environment that we're in. But that pressure gets to go. You do not have to be pressured to eat anything. You know what your goals are. You can express your goals to other people. Feel free if you want. You don't have to use that as a, remember, like we don't have to over explain. We don't have to justify our actions. But if you desire just to share what you're going through in life and what you're working toward, like, of course, you can have those conversations as part of a conversation. But you don't have to over explain it to try to get people to understand you. Just say, you know, I'm competing in two weeks, so I kind of have to be on point with my uh, nutrition. So I'm just limiting the amount of sweets that I'm having so that I can make sure that I'm on weight for that because I've been training really hard for that and it's something that means a lot to me, right? So simple, cut dry, period. So our five tips to reiterate, to summarize in navigating the holidays, our food addition, focus on balance in your plates and throughout the day. Bring your own dishes if possible so that you can support yourself in providing for what you need plate sampling approach so that you can have all the foods and enjoy all of the things that the holidays have to offer. Eat with presence so that you enhance your experience, your enjoyment with food, and permissive language with aligned action. 
If you adopt that mindset, adopt that concept, that's really going to help set you free and feel liberated in food around the holidays. All right. I hope that you love this episode. Let me know which of these tips was really helpful for you or all of them. Tag us at Body by Boss LLC on Instagram. I would love to share your biggest insights, your biggest takeaways. Have an amazing holiday, by the way, for those who are celebrating. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye for now. Oh,